0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Now, here at this is a music review podcast and is not directly affiliated with any artists or album projects discussed on the show. Think of us like your record collection come to life. Well, except for your vinyl compilation of 60 sitcom themes. Listen, I like F Troop as much as the next person, but come on,
1: enough. You got a record of your favorite songs. You got an hour and it won't take long. You got a pair of brand new friends. You got a ticket gonna skip to the end. I said now hear this. Now we this. Show right now
2: This is the greatest and best song in the world Tribute Long time ago, me and my brother Kyle here was hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road all of a sudden there shined a shiny demon in the middle of the road and he said play the best song in the world or I'll eat your soul well me and Kyle looked at each other and we each said okay and we played the first thing that came to our heads just so happened to be the best song in the world (laughs)
1: <laughs> hello Paul
3: I feel like it's been ages Mr Brit ha- i've I've missed you I've oh how I've missed you
1: I have not missed actually no there's nothing I don't miss about this show I really enjoy the show I enjoy all my time with you and everybody listening
3: yeah well I mean for us in the meat space as it were it's <laughs> been a while since we've actually seen each other I think the start of season two was the last time we were actually in, uh, in the meat space together.
1: Meat space, M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T?
3: No, M-E-A, like...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, all those things that I am not going <laughs> to... We're going to all be just like staring at each other being like, this is what we used to do? This guy stinks. <laughs> I thought this girl was hot. She's disgusting.
3: Needless to say... The beast was stunned.
1: Whip crack with his with his his, yes, some kind of tail.
3: Ryan, I got to tell you, yeah, humanity's overrated. I don't care for it in person stuff. I am all digital now. In fact, the next time we record in the same room together, I'll be wheeled in like one of those schoolroom TVs with the big (laughs) with the cart and the and the VHS player and the laser disc, if Uh they were lucky. And I'm gonna be present through that.
1: And everything's um, strapped down with some I kind be, of belt.
3: Let me tell you, I will be thoroughly strapped down. <laughs>
1: this guy's going to be strapped. Is that Paul or is that a robot man? I'm. Not, I can't really tell. I don't know. It might be Modok. Mod- <laughs> it could be Modok. <laughs> is that a? Uh, is that an Android? Is that um, Data or is it Data from Star Trek? Star Trek.
3: Yeah. Ryan. Paul. You know, we struggle through comedy.
1: That's very, very true. A lot of a lot of the truth is
3: in our jokes. However, you have brought some comedy to the table today. Yes, that is quite irresistible. Ooh.
1: Talking about me and KG, Oof. Jack Black, rather.
3: <laughs> Should we tell the people what we're talking about today? I mean, it's in the episode. Probably, I don't know why I'm always so coy about it. I'm like dangling it. Guys,
1: we haven't done this in a while. It's been a month.
3: It's It's been, it's a been month.
1: about a month. I don't know how <laughs> these are airing or when they're going to air, but so far this is my favorite episode. We're talking Tenacious yeah. D, the American comedy rock duo formed in LA in 1994. Jack Black, Kyle Gass. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa. <laughs>
1: 1994? The Year of the Mask
3: and Dumb Shut and Dumber. the fuck an And Ace Ventura. Up. 1994. 94. Wow. I'm already shocked. It's been seven minutes and 22 seconds into this recording, and I'm already shocked. He's shocked, folks. Yeah, they... Somebody's going to have to strap me
1: down. <laughs> I have a feeling that this is not the last time we're going to hear a strapped reference. Mm-hmm. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to have to strap me mm-hmm. down is officially the subtitle of the episode. Yeah. Stay tuned to see mm-hmm. if it's beaten. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about scrotum wings last time? Yeah, it was... I don't know how we started, but it was. It came in hot. Too hot.
3: Anyway, Tenacious D, 1994. That is a <laughs> yeah. fast fact. That is a hot, fast fact coming right at you. Jack and wow. Kyle,
1: they met at... Uh, they were members of the Actors Gang Theater Company. And apparently they didn't like each other. They met <laughs> and... From what I understand, you know, they eventually grew on each other because Jack wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And Kyle said, you you can, but you have to buy me tacos. You have to buy me food. And this is how their relationship formed. I think a lot of what you see on screen on the records is, is real. The name, it's from a phrase, Tenacious Defense, which remember Marv Albert
3: disgraced
1: uh, NBA basketball sportscaster, Marv Albert.
3: Wow, yeah. It, that's one of those names where I feel like it was probably in a Weird Al song or something.
1: I'm trying to remember what some of his... He had all these catchphrases that were excellent, but yeah, he was... He, Larry Bird! Three-point! He had this big voice. I can't speak. Mm. I forgot how to speak. This is good that we're doing this. It's, it's warming me back up. But yeah, he ended up... Marv Albert, there's some kind of sexual assault case in 97 but so so don't worry about that
2: well you know we were deep into the lakey lakes in the late 80s early 90s and uh, we were uh, jamming a lot over at Kyle's apartment and watching basketball and jamming and and getting high and we were thinking what would be the best name for a band and for some reason we were just laughing so hard at the idea of being a band called Tenacious D, because uh, uh, we loved. Uh, who's the dude that? Bitey, the guy that was, is uh, a great commentator on uh, uh, NBA broadcasts back in the like day. Marv Albert. Yeah, Marv Albert. Yeah, yeah. And he would say, you know, Playing some Tenacious defense. I don't even know if he ever said Tenacious D. We might have made that yeah. that abbreviation for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think we were really stoned And we thought just Tenacious D Because now I think Tenacious D It's not that funny it's not, a, it's not the funniest name I've ever heard
1: So this group Before they had this album They got this three episode TV series For, for HBO And it, <laughs> it ep, Episodes broadcast between 97 and 2000 And this is the link that I sent you A lot of the episodes were in the yeah. long link Where, So most of these songs There's one or two songs that are recorded for each one of these episodes, and I don't know about you, but I think it's rough. But that HBO special, it's pretty funny.
3: Yeah, it's definitely funny. It's well, first of all, just to address Jack Black, most people would know him as a as an actor uh, slash comedian first. I would say, but it doesn't surprise me that Cage didn't like him at first because I feel like that guy kind of chooses scenery and sort of sucks the air Jack out Black, of the room. Yeah. Especially for another actor. Hollywood Is Jack?
1: There... <laughs> he comes out and calls himself Yeah, now?
3: I gotta say, I guess I would have first seen him in Orange County. And I feel like that's not the first time we've talked about the movie Orange County on this podcast for some reason. R.I.P. Harold <laughs> Ramis. Right. But I think that's where I first saw him. And I did not know that Tenacious D had this three-episode thing before you sent it to me. Although... I do remember one of these tunes, and I don't know if it was reused from the HBO thing, popped up on Comedy Central's Crank Yankers. Okay. In, must have been 99, 2000, right. something like that. It was for friendship. Yes, it's it's definitely in the show. And that's how I got to know that song. Mm.
2: Yo, 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 Yankerville.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa what
2: up, homies? You know what time it is. It's D time. Mm-hmm. The T is for tenacious and the D is for... Damn, girl. I'll be back for a second helping at that guarantee. I'll make you my love, puppet. My homie, Spoony Love. From up above? Tell me y'all need a little hot rock injection in Yankerville. And me and KG, as registered ministers of the Church of Rock, are gonna give it to y'all. Jimmy, 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 check it out.
3: I was aware that there was some kind of a visual component, but not beyond that. So when you sent me that link, I was surprised. And they're funny. Yeah, they're, they're sort of of their time in a way. Absolutely. It smacks of that late 20th century thing. It's a... It's definitely crude, but they're really, really funny.
1: Rooted in that '90s style, it look this is post '70s, post '80s, post Nirvana. I mean, these, I mean, rock and roll has sort of been spent at this point. It's also pre modern rock and all mm-hmm. of that stuff, like Stained and and those those groups. Good stuff, you know, Huber all all those all those acts. The radio that we grew up listening to hadn't fully taken over yet. And it's also pre-internet explosion that you see yeah. that happens in the aughts, I would say, where the the world definitely changed. We're definitely in the consequences of that right now in a lot of different ways.
3: Sure. Like the videos Tenacious D would make or clips from their show would be the kinds of things you would send around via your AOL instant messenger yeah. to somebody in your dorm room and watch on extremely slow internet. Right. You know, it takes a whole day to buffer, and then you get that, and you you giggle yeah. and such. Right right along with your Strong Bad videos. <sighs>
1: strong Bad, I miss that guy. Homestar. See, the show, they ran into David Cross in the L.A. music scene.
3: Of uh, Tobias Funke. Yes, fame. sir.
1: Of, of Also of Mr. Show with right. Bob Odenkirk and obviously David Cross. And you, you see that a lot. Like Tim and Eric got their start because Odenkirk got some demo tape of theirs and he was like, wow, these guys are really funny. So I always love hearing those stories. But yeah, look, Dave Grohl fell in love with them. He's the drummer
3: on a lot of these tracks. What? Yeah. You should, man. I'm sorry. I didn't do like the backstory dive into this one too much. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really
1: I'm cool. i almost positive every time you hear a drum set, it's Dave Grohl. And he plays the devil in the right tribute music video that i knew and so this it's more than three episodes they ended up going into a studio and the the studio was now did you pull this fact out no <laughs> so neil diamond met Stop jack it. on Stop it. the set of what was that movie
3: oh uh high fidelity It's
1: not High Fidelity. It's after High Fidelity. Because he's in that, right? He's like... Saving uh, Silverman, perhaps? Oh,
3: yes. Saving Silverman rings true. I don't know if it is, but it sounds true.
1: And so, yeah, Diamond has this Archangel studio in Los Angeles where they were able to get studio time to record Dave Grohl's drums. And so this ended up being a a record that was produced by the Dust Brothers. And... (laughs) (laughs) Dust Brothers produced, you know, know, the Rolling Stones Back to Babylon and... Yeah, Beck's Guero. You know, we've we've spoken about Beck. They've done a lot of famous stuff. Yeah. Hanson's Middle of Nowhere, Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. Like so, in the spirit of this comedy music, comes this very, I guess you'd call it a cosign or legitimized project, and they end up making this record that performed huh. really well. the The album went platinum.
3: Wow. Double platinum in the UK. (laughs) And not like the flimsy platinum of today. We're talking height of the music business platinum. Yeah.
1: Ended up 33 on the US album charts. So for a joke band, and they very much were a joke band in the HBO show, they went on tour with Pearl Jam, with Tool, with Beck, with Weezer. So, I mean... Yeah, obviously Jack Black is a famous movie star now. I mean, I think Kyle Gass has a career in his own right. I think he was in that, mo- that Christmas movie with Will Ferrell. was it Elf or whatever it's called?
3: Was he an elf? I didn't know that.
1: I think he's an executive or something in an office. Oh,
3: yes, that's right. Yeah, he is. He's one of the people who works at the book, at the book agency. The book and- agency. Well, what about this? Uh, a tribe of asparagus
2: children, but they're self-conscious about the way their pee smells.
3: Apparently, all we have is vegetables from Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage, Dinklage, that's right. Yeah. So, actually, I have a question. Yes. Jack Black's film career and this band—two separate tracks or intertwined?
1: I don't think that you would have this album. Or their success if Jack wasn't in high fidelity and he didn't have a lot I mean, obviously saving Silverman and a lot of those earlier hits he had. I, I okay. but okay. but I also think that they were just funny, fun guys that were bouncing around the music scene and the comedy yeah. scene and ended up, you know, making a good enough impression. I'm embarrassed to report this. Re-listening this album, like so much of my sense of humor I've just stolen from this album. I could <laughs> I could hear
3: Specifically it.
1: Specifically from this album. <laughs>
3: I could hear it. I could hear you in this record, not in a bad way, or in like a oh he took that joke way, but like a oh like a sensibility way. Yeah, there's just this brazen, doesn't give a shit nature
1: that Jack Black has, and Paul's looking at me funny because I'm trying to find a plug for my damn other laptop because it's about to die, and I've <laughs> my whole script up here. But yeah, and it's it's funny. So yeah, no, yeah, I'm embarrassed by by this album. I was listening to. like, wow, okay, so yeah, I say that I say that all the time. I mean, we'll get to it with the tracks, but this is a hilarious album. They ended up making a movie, didn't do so well, The Pick of Destiny.
3: That's right, I remember that.
1: Released all the music videos, a thing called The Complete Masterworks in 2003, which came with a live concert that went gold and platinum (laughs) as well. And I sent this to you. It's hard to watch now, but I remember loving that Rockstar Sperm short. it is disgusting (laughs) but i remember crying (laughs) laughing and i I say i won't say any more for our more sensitive listeners it's just if for our more (laughs) deranged and disgusting listeners go go search for that in your own browsers you sickos
2: oh hey man can i get a uh, cup of sperm sorry dude it's just for the ladies we're trying to spread our seed that's cool it's
3: just i'm a collector so i would have a collector yeah, I got Roy Orbison's sperm. I got Huey Lewis's sperm. I would have loved to, you know, add it to the collection, but...
2: Uh... No, dude, totally. That's cool.
3: Yeah, that was funny when he's confused about the collector and, and then he comes to expect it and then it, yeah.
1: <laughs> that guy falls into the trash. Anyway. But yeah, so another fact may blow your mind. Paige McConnell of Fish plays keyboards on all of it. And a couple wow. session guys, wow. Warren Fitzgerald on guitar... Stephen Shane McDonald on base. But yeah, our friend Dave Grohl.
3: I mean, this is right up Dave Grohl's alley because Foo Fighters has a comedy bent too, at least in the videos. And so I could see, oh yeah, that makes sense that Dave Grohl would like this. And I did know that he was the devil because I remember seeing that. I gotta tell you, I didn't really, aside from that Cranky Anchors viewing, I really had no conception of them until about 2007, 2008 time frame, which I think might be when Pick of Destiny came out, or roughly thereabouts? Yeah, I think it's 2006. Okay. So, it was then that I discovered a few of these. Again, in LimeWire Pillaging, I found a few. I found Bucker Gently, Tribute. It's where I started to listen to Friendship more regularly after having been introduced to it earlier. Mm -hmm. And... Just drips and drabs, and they stayed on playlists and stuff for me ever since. Although I was, I wouldn't say I was like a big fan. I was certainly like a a fan enough to know some of the tunes and to play them with some regularity. It's like the over the top Jack Blackiness of it all. I think is the thing that ultimately, at the time, stopped me from being like a super fan. Yeah, it's not even that I dislike him or that or his attitude. It's just something about it, like hit on too much of a comedy record kind of thing and it didn't really bear some of the tracks didn't bear as many repeat listens for me because of that but listening to the songs i knew with fresh ears this go around was really interesting because i enjoyed them a lot and listening to the ones that i hadn't listened to was actually a revelation because really these guys are really good musicians yeah kyle Gass, great yeah, the songs are actually really, really good, well-written, and they really master the different genres that they attempt. So, yeah, this was a this was an interesting one to go through.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think they're all, I mean, Kyle and Jack are good musicians. I find it interesting that you don't really like Jack Black.
3: I do, though. That's the thing. Like, I like him. It's just, I. I guess what I meant to say by that is I almost filed it under, like, I have to be in a mood to really watch a Jim Carrey movie I have to be in a mood to watch Jack Black be crazy Jack Black interesting thing
1: because I also I feel the same way about Jim Carrey I feel about Jack and I like Annabelle my wife can't stand Jim Carrey and I don't think she's very fond of Jack and there is just this thing about these type of men that I just find I guess it's because I don't think I could ever be this unhinged all the time (laughs) like just a complete (laughs) disregard for everything
3: yeah it's like a shtick and then the longer they go in their careers they sort of find a balance i think and like i said i like jack black i find it very funny when he is in the car in orange county and he's talking about the shirts that just say loser on it and he's like freaking out about it and so that made me laugh so hard high fidelity he's funny in that i don't know if you watched are you an office guy i've seen the office both of them there's a scene in one of the later seasons where Jim and Pam are watching a movie with Andy in the break room. And it stars Jack Black about him falling in love with like a really old person. (laughs) And there's a beautiful scene where Jack Black's telling her not to go. Like she's ready to leave him. And the way she leaves Jack Black is she gets on one of those chairs that lifts you up the stairs, like for old people, Oh yeah, you know, like it, like a chair. Yeah. And he's like sobbing at the base of the stairs she's very slowly just <laughs> ascending
2: let's play bridge you can be my partner all right Lily
3: <laughs> anyway I do I think he's actually a great actor and I think his taste is interesting it's and I maybe that's another part of it too is like he leans a little more in the arena rock kind of area of rock and roll that I don't love but dabble in mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's a, was another perhaps a barrier for me is that he has a lot of love. It sounds like for like eighties hair rock and stuff like that, which is fine, you know. But I just it's not always my cup of tea.
1: That makes yeah, and so I think I lean a little more on that. Give him the sensibility. I also find Jack to be kind of like a high functioning Balushi without any of the problems.
3: Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or like a Farley without, obviously, the drugs. I mean, maybe Jack does some drugs. When he's talking about drugs and sex and rock and roll, I find it like, oh, that's cute,
3: Jack. Right. Like when Belushi's <laughs> talking about it, you're like, yikes, that guy's not lot going on <laughs> right. with that guy. You feel like he's actually been in a sushi restaurant with a sword before. Yeah. Like- in his real life, yeah. you know, in the meat spaces.
1: I just read uh, Rolling Stone. I think it was Rolling Stone where Aykroyd was talking about how Belushi left set on the Blues Brothers, and like lunch was I don't know, call it two or three o'clock. Might have been in the morning. Might have been in the middle of the day. And Belushi just knocked <laughs> on somebody's door in some neighborhood. Like walked. It was the mall scene. So we walked into the suburbs of Chicago, random door and uh, just made friends with somebody and I guess ate everything in his fridge and then just went back to set. <laughs> oh no, Ackroyd <laughs> found asleep sleep on the guy's couch. He's like, hey, John, we got to get back to making the motion picture, John.
3: <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I love but, yeah, that.
1: J- Jack has a lot of that. And I mean, yeah, Jack is one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. He's got Kung Fu Panda now. He's yeah. got all that stuff. And I don't know if you've caught any of the tenacious D's made a few albums since then and there is there was this video sort of mocking jack's success versus kyle's success how jack is this big famous hollywood guy and he's sitting with val kilmer he's like so i says to scorsese that's what i call him (laughs) scorsese and he's like in a robe and this big villa on the hill and kyle (laughs) He's, like, carved Jack's name in his chest. <laughs> He's got a long beard, and he comes with a gun to find him. And then <laughs> Val Kilmer takes the bullet for Jack to save That's Tenacious great. D.
2: And he said, can I have one more take? And I shit you not, I say, I will not give you another take, Scorsese, unless you tell me the story of when you and Danini had your power. Scorsaza. <laughs> All day long with Scorsasa. And he looks at me, and I look at him, (laughs) and we just laugh. Val,
1: no! (laughs) I did it for the D, Jack. Remember the D.
3: Anyway. I love Val Kilmer. He's a a national treasure, that man. Yeah, he's great. I haven't followed their albums, but last year... I was definitely aware of what they were doing because Tenacious D put out a record with Third Man Records and Jack White. Yeah. They had known each other a bit because Jack Black introduced the Rack and Tours at the MTV Video Music Awards back in 2006. And I don't know if they had spent much time rubbing shoulders then, but they ran into an airport when Jack was on tour with the Rack and Tours in 2019. And they took a photo together, and it, the internet got to talk about Jack Gray again, which they love to say. But
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Jack but White, as Jack it ter- White.
3: Right. But as it turns out, yeah, Tenacious D went and recorded a record in the Blue Room in Third Man Records, and I own that single... And it's called Don't Blow It, Cage. I don't know if you've heard the song. No,
1: I haven't. I need to listen to that.
3: It's, a, it's just a song where Jack Black is telling Cage not to blow it because they're recording a third-man record, <laughs> so don't fuck it up. And that's the whole song. That's It's called amazing. Don't Blow It, Cage. Just play him the best shit you've ever fucking played.
2: <laughs> Jack White invited us to party. He wanted us to kick out the jams. Red Light, it's time for us to party. I'm hoping we can kick out the jams. Don't blow a cage. Don't blow a cage. Just play the best shit you've ever
3: fucking you played. It's really funny and a really good song. So I was aware of that last year. And haven't they gotten what? They have like an internet series now, right? They have like a YouTube channel. Or yeah, something? they've got a
1: channel. They're making content. There's some kind of musical thing that they've done. I dip in and out of the D. I it's not it's, <laughs> it's not like when Paul puts out an album or when
3: yeah
1: maybe probably for you Jack or also Paul I, we all have these artists I'll even show up for Ben Fold still oh I gotta gotta listen to it gotta consume it viewers can go by and I'll go how many wait what <laughs> because yeah. I, I know there's just something magical about this album specifically it's just this I mean, they demoed these songs via an HBO special. It's so that's weird. how they got the songs off the ground. Yeah. And they had so much goodwill around them. I think it's one of those situations where they'll never, ever be able to beat it. And why would you have to if you're a struggling artist or musician or actor and all of this happens and you make something that's this good? I mean, and, and we'll get into it. The songs are, some of the songs don't hit, they're not five out of fives, but a lot of them are. And even a lot of the comedy, you're like, yeah, this is funny. And, um, I, yeah, it, it just took me right back to that, that period. And I was in high school where I first heard this thing. And I remember driving around in like a senior's car and I was a freshman and just then hearing this and, oh no, that they're talking about the devil and they're talking about <laughs> anal sex. It was a little taboo. And, uh, I just listen to it now. Is it, is it vulgar? Yeah, it is. But it's just all so well-intentioned. It's yeah. not... It's it's just a big spoof on rock and roll. But then they somehow made themselves rock stars out of it.
3: Yes. Yeah, and I you mentioned Goodwill. I think that kind of comes from... They're putting out content on HBO in HBO's Prime. Like, that's the golden Absolutely. age of HBO. You have Sopranos. You have Oz, for God's sakes. You've got all this content. The Wire's just about to start up, that kind of thing. So they also had the benefit of... It, HBO carried with it at that time. I don't know about today, but certainly at that time, like the art house kind of like prestige content yes. kind of stamp when you're on HBO. It's like, oh, you know, let's pay attention. Let's take this seriously. So that coupled with Jack Black's film success. Yeah, because he is a lovable guy. He he's shines very brightly on the screen. So. I mean, it, it makes sense to me that they've, that they've had success.
1: Yeah, I was, so, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about High Fidelity. I'm looking at Jack Black's just filmography really quick. He was in Life Goes On, Northern Exposure, Mr. Show, Picket Fences, The X-Files. He was in The X-Files, he was in really? The X-Files. <laughs> he was in Airborne, Demolition Man, World.
3: Oh, wasn't he in Mars Attacks? Too? Mars Attacks. Yeah. The cable that's right. guy. Cable guy. The, Fuck, the that's jackal. Right.
1: Cable guy. He plays that guy that gets his arm blown off, enemy of the state. He had all these little bit rolls before he, in 2000, he landed high fidelity. And that's, yeah. So he put in a lot of work in the mid to late 80s and then into the 90s. So yeah. these guys, it's not one of those overnight things. It's almost, I see this as like a cherry on top of jack black's career at the time and then he probably had no idea that it was gonna explode even further (laughs) than it did reason god was not, not godzilla king
3: kong yeah he's good in that so that was a serious role for him and it worked he he played it well i thought i i completely agree i mean i grew up as
1: did you i mean we're fans of like the bill murray Aykroyd, all those actors yeah and i've always felt in my life that i was not Around during the prime time of some of my favorite artists' careers, obviously, the Beatles were long gone by the time we got into them. The, yeah. you know, all the uh, the golden era of comedy, the, all those '80s movies. You know, we grew up because they were what the adults were watching. Jack Black felt like one of the guys. we am like, oh wow, I'm alive and around, and he's making stuff, and I want to participate. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll go see a D show if I can. Uh, hopefully, we can one day. But um, yeah, I just, he's not for everybody apparently, but he's for me.
3: (laughs) I feel like I mischaracterized myself. No, no, I
1: don't think you, I don't think you did. I think that, um,
3: I, I I like him a lot.
1: I was more being a little self-deprecating because I sometimes don't realize that people don't like things as much as I do. And maybe I need to (laughs) shut up and listen some more.
3: (laughs) No, I, I really do. I want to be clear about what I meant about that. It's it's in reference to the music itself the reason why I didn't always return to it is because I started to know what the joke was and re-listening to comedy stuff, unless there's really a lot to digest, I'm not really going back to it. Friendship is, I would say one of my favorite songs of all time. In fact, when my parents sold our childhood home, I put together like a, um, a video compilation with uh, pictures and interviews with my family yeah. and extended family and there was music in the background and I used friendship for that video, not only because I grew up literally on a street called friendship road, but no because kidding. I really loved it. Yeah. I really love that song. So, uh, no, I, I do like him and I like the music a lot. And, uh, yeah, this is listening to this one with fresh ears was a lot of fun. Great. Well,
1: uh Oh, what, well, what have I, wait, well, wait, Paul, put that, put your,
3: Put it down, Paul. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Okay. Let's do the bullet corner, shall we? Yes.
0: Good morning. I'm going to be your instructor. Okay. I know you're anxious to
3: jump right in. All right. Paul's bullet corner, where I summarize the album we're about to listen to with poetry. (laughs) up, <laughs> we're fine to, i feel like we're still finding our sea legs here right? and we're like I've, I've i could come up with a better transition to the bullet corner but you know what today it's just going to be what it was. i think
1: this one's going better than you think it is i think you'll listen back cool.
3: and be like oh this is still good first bullet <clears bullet <clears <throat> one the pure and natural certainty of wonder boys from your wonder years wondering aloud
1: oh i love that that nice
3: it's a nice one bullet number two two the coup of a couple concurrent cocks <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs>
1: <Woo-hoo>.
3: <laughs> got a good oh, dusting it off there and then bullet number three like standing on the rock and roll stadium stage with 1994's the mall rats <laughs> <laughs> which is why I was surprised when you said 1994 when they got together, because I did not know that. You have
1: uh, an ability to read the room. Mm-hmm. And by the way, hold on. Golf clap for the bullet corner. Oh,
3: thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So I'm going to do something wild, and I don't know if this is going to work, but I have a bullet, and my bullet is in the form of, Well, I'm just putting it forward. I'm trying to introduce a new segment in the show. Or I call my uncle Sean for help <laughs> and I know I know I g- between all, all of us I know he's a big big fan of this record this is one of those records I remember 20 years talking to him about so let's just I'm just gonna randomly call him you gonna answer that
0: you do you have
1: Thank you. Ryan's failed attempt at inserting another segment in the show. Let's see what Uncle Sean has to say. Hello? Two Kings, may I help you? Two Kings! You are on the air with me and Paul, and we are talking about Tenacious D, and we just wanted to check in with you to see what you thought about this record.
0: Um, are you talking about one of the greatest albums ever made? Is, is, is that the one you're talking about? Um, I, I guess if you talk about Sgt. Pepper's, um, you know, Pet Sounds, Tenacious D. Yes, yes that's one we're talking about.
1: Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're ranking your albums in the correct order. <laughs> no,
0: actually, I, no, that's not, that's not the right order. I mean, those are the top three, but that's, I'm not going to say that's the order I would put them in. But um, I, I guess, uh, oh, you know what, just just to be uh, politically correct, okay, yes, those are the way I would put them <laughs>
1: Top three. So I was just telling Paul, I did not know... The some of the origin stories you were telling me a little, or you know, you I remember you telling me something about their name and how Kyle and Jack met.
0: Oh, yeah, actually, um, what we all go to, uh, Wikipedia to get all our (laughs) our answers on what's going on in the world. Um, (laughs) they were basically a uh, a comedy in a comedy troupe together, and I guess when they first met, um, Kyle and Jack or Thomas Jacob Black, um, (laughs) did not, uh, Get along with each other but i guess they did a couple routines or a couple skits that they became closer friends and then i guess that uh jack started playing guitar and um he wanted such because kyle i think kyle uh, on the album kyle just kicks kicks ass playing on that Mm -hmm. and he wanted to become a better guitar player so uh he told kyle that you know i'll pay for your food if you uh teach me how to play guitar better And I guess they were do. he would always pick up like uh, tacos for a (laughs) dollar, which which I think is what we're having tonight for dinner. So um, I think it's full circle with
1: that. It's finally full circle on that, right? Yes, it is. So, yeah, I mean, this album, I think it rocks. It sounds pretty good. I mean, is there a track or two you think that is better than the others or is there something you lean towards? I'll
0: give it a couple. I love Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is awesome. I love, love, love Wonder Boy. But I always, I always had the question where they say um, Young Nasty Man and him. I wanna which one is Wonder Boy and which one is Young Nasty Man. Do you guys know who's who? It's
3: a good question.
1: I don't know. I think we need to dig in on that, Paul. <laughs> the,
0: the words like mucky muck. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I use the word mucky muck. Um, <laughs> above the mucky
2: muck castle made of clouds there sits Wonder Boy
0: sitting oh so proudly Not- actually I do have a quick question okay so Wonder Boy superheroes who takes control of this is it a DC or Marvel universe on this one
1: <laughs> I would say yeah I would, I, it feels
3: more like a Marvel group to me why don't we place it somewhere in Mad Magazine oh, let's, okay. let's do that uh, Good call.
0: <laughs> I love that. Video games taking control of that. What me worry? <laughs> <blurry. Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> but besides Wonder Boy, I love and again it is probably the Stairway to Heaven on the album. But I love Lee. It's just great. In fact, I was just looking at um, the video from their show with Lee. And it's so well done. Those guys are great.
2: Why did you guys break through my window?
0: The door's been locked all day!
2: Jeff, don't! Don't lay your trip on Lee. Lee likes to dictate the pace and tempo of every conversation. Don't tell me about Lee. I know more about Lee than you do. Lee likes mashed potatoes, not french fries. Oh, listen
0: to you. Lee likes mashed potatoes, not french fries. Anybody like Lee doesn't want to hear your opinion. What did you just say? Lee likes to dictate the pace and tempo of every conversation. (laughs) And then Jack goes, you know, everyone I know Lee the best, he likes mashed potatoes over french fries, so I just... (laughs) It is so well
1: done. They smash the glass. Why, why are you guys climbing through the window? Like We've been trying the door all day, man. It's been locked. <laughs>
0: and, just, just, and, and I love, he's, I think they leave him like 33 messages. And I go, just, he goes, hey, uh, this is Cage and Jables.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, really funny. You guys are scaring so me. Nobody's ever loved me this much.
0: I know. I know. It's, it, it actually is funny. The, the guy who's in there, Lee, which I I guess his name was Lee. I looked it up. Thank God for Wikipedia. Thank God. His name's uh, JC Reed, and he's an actor. And uh, it is just so awesome. But my favorite, again, deep Dive, guys. I'm doing a deep dive on this. Very deep. Um, he went to uh, Bonanza High School in Oregon. So, <laughs> wow. So, so wow. tell it at you guys, if. You went to high school, named after a early TV show. What would you like your uh, high school to be?
1: Hmm. That's oh, a man. really good question. Let me see. Early TV show. Maybe Green Acres? Well, Green, <laughs> Green Acres, Acres High?
3: The more accurate one for me would probably just be F Troop, but uh, <laughs> maybe I'm remembering my grades poorly. I don't know.
0: If mine would be easy. Mine's easy. I would go with the... Uh, laverne and shirley hi and then um and i think our mascot would be the uh the big ragu's so uh
3: there you go yeah or just a massive squiggy just just a gross big squiggy
0: that is a good call i love
1: that i love that
3: ryan that'll be the subtitle for the episode we'll do a gross big squiggy
1: gross big squiggy right <laughs> I said a small seasoned curlies. a small. Oh,
0: exactly. It's just, it's just, and again, like I said, when do you get all ticked off? When he, uh, he, he asked for the cherries jubilee. I'm thinking, where can I get a cherry jubilee? I just, and, I, uh, I need to know where they.
1: <laughs> and a cherries jubilee, and that's it. What do you want? Uh, uh, exactly. Take forever. Come on. <laughs>
0: I need how many Lees there are there. There are 40 Lees there. <laughs>
1: wow. Like, wow. In one minute. Good. You, you did, did the count. count. Uh, That's I good. Did I like
0: that. Again. I did a deep dive on this, guys, because, um, I mean, why do I have the Lee tattoo on my arm? It, <laughs> it's going to say it right here. 105 words, 40 of it is Lee. And to <laughs> tell you the truth, it's not enough. It's not enough. I need it's more not enough. Lee on that.
1: There you that go. is a that's a permanent mark on your body. It'd leave forty times. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, I really appreciate. it Thanks for calling in, and or well, I called you. How dare I? Thank you for picking up the phone on this day, and um, we may check in with you again soon.
0: Well, thanks, guys. I really enjoy this immensely. <laughs>
1: All <laughs> good
3: right. Talk. Good talking. bye, bye guys.
1: Sean Brady, ladies and gentlemen. It's my uncle, Sean. I like it. I like it. Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Really? I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know a lot of that stuff. He did more research than I did.
3: I did not have much written on Lee, but now I've got it down. I think we have Lee covered. We
1: may just have to skip over that. So, are we doing Are we getting into the album here?
3: Side one, track one.
1: Off to a bad start. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude, we gotta fucking write something new.
2: Come on. I don't like that. So far, ba- off to a bad start. Better, closer, warmer. That's it. Okay.
1: So he does that thing, replays a chord. No, n- no. Oh, that's right. Off to that's a bad right. start, too. Better, better, warmer. warmer. So, honest, I, I mean, I grew up pretty innocent kid. I really still didn't understand what this song was about. It's like this is what I was listening to in my parents' house. They, yeah. they thought I had, I must have had some big problems. <laughs> like, this kid,
3: <laughs> talking about Kilbasa, exactly. Your butt cheeks is warm. <laughs> using, a, using a Polish uh, sausage as the analogy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, the, uh, it sets a tone. <laughs> it sets a tone from the album. It's got almost a Zeppelin Three quality to it, this one. Yes, that's pretty cool. And then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, okay, it's like, Kind of a stepped-up weirdo with some blues rock and real solid musicianship underneath there, and boy, Jack Black is a legit good singer. Yeah, he really freaking nails this. Yeah, song. he
1: can sing. He definitely can sing. Good old Hollywood Jack, and and Dianetics. I'm singing about <laughs> Krishna and Dianetics. <laughs> yeah. in the suburbs of Chicago. Elron Hubbard, man. What what am I talking about? What are they talking about?
3: A line I pulled out, Dianetics is much better than Krishna, had me laughing my ass off. I just, it's so funny. Junior Moon, better indeed. And all you people here are tremendous. the people in the the back. (laughs) Yeah. And you're smoking up a big ass bowl of weed with me and KG. All right. All right. Just, I mean, he delivers it with such authority. And, I mean, it's a joke subject matter, but it's like. That's why I meant by sincerity earlier. Like there's a sincere, earnest love in every time Jack Black belts out one of these. Yeah,
1: songs. I completely agree. And exactly what you walk us through. It's such big music and he does perform it. He kills it. It if there's a lot he obviously grew up in a lot of the classic rock, a lot of this stuff we've probably both listened to. Yeah. And it's a great it's a great track. Love it. I check my dipstick. You need lubrication, honey. Holy smokes. <laughs> one one quick fact <laughs> about this before we go from it. you know. So I guess the Butt Cheeks is Warm line was borrowed <laughs> from the winning entry to a Howard Stern show contest wow. in which the listeners were asked to submit a song about Robin, you know, the co-host, the, the father. And yeah the, yeah, the winning entry was submitted by a guy... <laughs> His, he didn't give his real name, obviously. It's called Ham Hands Bill. <laughs> and so, yeah, with the lyric in there is like, when I was with you, your butt cheeks was warm. Obviously, these guys were listening to... I mean, who knows? That could be a coincidence, but Howard did ask him about it, and he didn't deny it, Jack, so... Yeah,
3: well, I could see. I mean, there's some overlap there with Howard's sense of humor and stuff. So, yeah, I could
1: see. Yeah, what, what a way to open the record. Great Great little guitar riff and leads us into one note song this skit which yeah he makes a good point you know anybody could write the one note song but i but he did (laughs) that's right (laughs) and he has made money off of it if the thing's gone platinum
2: every once in a while bend it you
3: gotta bend it gotta put that in there me baby i was the one that told you to bend it and he's like oh yeah okay <laughs> i guess he did which,
1: which is this great little setup for wow track 3 tribute
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, so this one is one I was aware of and I actually I would put this one in friendship up there with like my go-to's. I kind of know this song pretty well. I've listened to this on many a uh, compilation over the years. It's got real rock legitimacy that goes beyond the typical comedy record with this one. And again, I think it's because they sound so damn genuine in the execution, but also because like you said, and I didn't know this. Yeah, Dave Grohl's on the freaking drums. Of course, it's gonna sound legit. Instant,
1: instant rock. You know? I mean, yeah, when you have a, a member of Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, who's basically a twenty-five percent of your band on the whole record, unbelievable.
3: Uh, don't forget, he's also a crooked vulture. Okay? Oh, everybody fucking me. forgets that. I do.
1: I did forget that. You're right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you sent me an email with the song that this song is oh. making reference to the greatest song in the world
1: metallica's one and the quote is <laughs> he said jack says yeah i turned it on the song one and i said i think they are be- the best band of the world metallica and i think this song is the best song in the world and and kyle i guess agreed after he listened to it three times in a row and at i guess at first he's like no this song is horrible but then three times into it you're like what and i loved metallica's one right away i
3: just discovered it though because of this record what a horrifying song huh paul uh it is uh yeah terrifying horrifying all that stuff it's about i guess i don't i don't know if the video is just about this or the songs about it too but it's about like a like a war vet or somebody who's been in some horrible accident and they don't have any arms or legs or or they can't see they can't see or hear or,
1: or talk hear <laughs> or talk.
3: Yikes! They're just like a pile of meat on the table, ah! but they're cognizant. No, and. I got. I I have to tell you, I did not watch that again because I did not care to see that again. It was disturbing to me, um, very disturbing. Now I I don't. I've seen Metallica live. I really like them after they cut their hair, so I'm not really knowledgeable of this era of Metallica, which is like yeah, mid to late '80s, right somewhere in that window. So I did not know this song. I get engaged when they do load and that album, S&M, with with No Leaf Clover, which I really love, which I know people don't care for, but I really like. So yeah, that was new to me, and it disturbed me greatly, and I won't be watching it again. Thank you very much. Yeah, sorry about that.
1: (laughs) Whoopsie-daisy. So yeah, I mean, this song is funny. It's about how the devil appeared, and they played the greatest song in the world to smite him down. And they couldn't remember the song, so this song that they're singing is a tribute to that song, within the context of itself. And this was in a lot of the television show. There is guitar riffs from "Stairway to Heaven," which they had to pull out for, because you know Zeppelin's quite litigious, and
3: which is ironic considering how much that they've pulled from people in the past. But okay, continue. Ex- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: The music video is directed by Liam Lynch, which was I guess it won some kind of Kerrang award at the time. And David
3: Lynch's cousin.
1: <laughs> David Liam Lynch actually has a hilarious I won't go on that tangent. What we will probably I've set the seed for the future now with that. Liam Lynch. So just okay. the moment be you angels, and we said nay, yeah.
3: we are but man. We are but men. Rock. Rock. I cannot Whoa. believe you keep doing this to me. That's the line I pulled out too. Because I love that line. Because when he says rock, it's like, it really is. Like, you feel that love of this music coming out of this guy. Just all this energy. Yeah. this big, big energy coming out of Jack.
1: I completely agree with you. And then just the Scat Bridge. I can't even do it. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this. You know, being in high school and hearing an actor who can sing this.
3: Well, like, what? How? Yeah. How is this possible? So I know this was a single, and I also, in my LimeWire travels, had found the B-side, which is Jesus Ranch.
1: Oh, yeah. That was in the HBO show, and it was recorded for the album, but it didn't make it. Yeah,
3: that was another one I knew. I knew that one from the LimeWire dive, and I like that one, too, although I returned to that one less mm. than this one.
1: Yeah, Jack said... Like, cause like I said before, the, the show was like them demoing songs, and that was just one of the ones when they recorded it. They're like, yeah, it doesn't stand up next to the rest of these. Interesting that he has that highest standard for what effectively is a comedy record, but it's probably why yeah. he's
3: successful. Track four, yeah. Wonder Boy. All right. Well, we touched on this one a little bit with your uncle, but I like this song a lot. This is one, and I also feel like, much like the movie Orange County, I bring up the band Sticks on the show. I feel like every episode. I feel like I always reference Sticks. I like Sticks, you know. I I like yeah. them. I don't love them, but I yeah, like of them. You know, Grand Illusion, I think, is a really great album. I did see uh, Dennis D. Young in, in um uh in concert, and that was awesome. This one sounds like a Sticks track to me. Okay. And it got me googling because I was like, These guys must know each other. And yeah, lo and behold, him and Tommy Shaw are sharing a stage at well, some sticks and I was like okay that makes sense because it's that arena rock and stuff but boy he pulls it off this song really pulls it off I guess Buckethead covers this song occasionally live I read online that's awesome I like I actually really love Buckethead
1: that's amazing Boy sitting all so proudly Nothing
3: much to say when you high above the yeah. video directed by spike, spike jones. jones
1: best direction of a music video in 2002 amazing
3: there the crevasse fill it with your mighty juice
1: <laughs> come fly with me fly i love the acoustic guitar <laughs> solo and I don't have to read it for you, but the whole, all of verse two, where he's like, now, now it's time for me to tell you about young nasty man, arch rival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he ends that whole thing. How about the power to move you? <laughs> mm. Just mm-hmm. funny. That's Levitation, Holmes. Yeah. A single right. from the record.
3: Great big pop song. And from there we go to another skit,
1: This is really fucking... an intro for a "Fucker Gently," but it's just thirty-five seconds long. Where, what about you? Shouldn't have fucked me, <laughs> <laughs> ejaculating too soon. You shouldn't <laughs> fuck me so hard.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's funny. They they have a great banter when they get into it there, and you can tell when Cages starts cracking up from Jack Black's, you know, Jack Blackiness, and when he breaks, that's when they. I think that's when they realize that they have a really funny bit on their hands. But yeah, it's it's a good bit. Solid See,
1: bit. that goes into track six, Fucker Gently, which is a good, pretty good song. The music video is... Uh, it's uh, the guy that did Run and Stimpy. Uh, John... How do you say this guy? You're you're an animation guy. John...
3: I only have referred to him as John John K. K. John K. Yeah. And he is a pa- pedophile. He's done pedophile. some
1: bad stuff, apparently.
3: Yeah, Made a lot of a good, good cartoons, guy, okay. not a good guy. Love Ren and Stimpy. Don't care for the fact that he was a pedophile, or seemingly continues to be. Um, I was aware of this song and really like it. This is another highlight for me on the record. This one, tribute and friendship, those are the three that I go back to because the jokey jokes, again, because there's so much genuine love and mood and sentiment on the song the jokey jokes kind of blend with it and so it's not like oh you're just waiting for that joke again it is it is funny and it continues to be funny but it's actually also a beautiful melody yeah i agree i completely (laughs) agree with you you don't always
1: have to fuck her hard in fact sometimes that's not right Mm -hmm. to
2: do Sometimes you got to make some love and fucking give us some smooches too. Sometimes you got to squeeze. Sometimes you got to say, please. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm going to fuck you.
3: Sometimes you got to squeeze. Sometimes you got to say, please. Very funny. Just very, what's very your fun.
1: favorite dish well i'm not gonna cook it but yeah.
3: i'll order it from zanzibar yeah yeah it's <laughs> great another single from the record i guess
1: uh, the yeah the third music video the third single was just they kind of they're they're almost in a playlist sort of configuration on the record where it was like both almost thought out ahead
3: of time but he's got a great falsetto Jack. great really good pretty good yeah followed by another great one, Explosivo, which was in, originally
1: intended to be a tribute to Kurt Cobain.
3: Oh wow, yeah, especially
1: poignant with with growl on the record, yeah, what's the name of the song Explosivo don't know what it's about, but it's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> And then by the end of it, Jack Black is possessed by the devil. <laughs> He's like, "That's right." All these saying all these things. You know, not not a track that I go back to too often. But when you're in the album experience, I, I never skip it.
3: No, it's a good one. What's the name of my girlfriend? I don't know, but she's built like the shit, and she's good to go. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. I always thought it was ship, but maybe I didn't look that up. It's like a song that gets you hyped up at a rock show. It, sound, it sounds like it's made for live performance. And like you said, I guess they were touring with a lot of great bands and they'll probably holding their own out there.
1: You know, and, and I mean, that leads us to the next track, Dio, which is actually about Ronnie James Dio. And Ronnie ended yes. up being fans of the band and appears in their movie. But it's so funny that this is a song about how you're t- you're too old. Give us the, pass the torch to us. right. But it's like them honoring him, but kind of taking the piss out of him. It's funny. It's like the whole rock and roll thing.
2: Yeah. Now it's time for him to pass the torch. He has songs of wildebeest and angels. He has soared on the wings of a demon.
3: I like this one. I don't love Dio. I know people do. I know he's a um a pioneer of metal and hard rock and all that stuff and the originator right of the Devil Horn salute. But again, I think that's where the uh the crossed wires come in where I don't always love the acts that they love with the fervor that they love them. So oh, sure. it's one it's one thing that separates me from the music a little bit, but you know, I I still like the song. I thought the song was great.
1: It actually allowed them to DOS him to be in the video for his single "Push." I haven't actually seen it. I'll probably watch it after this episode. But you know, it's pretty yeah. good. Pretty pretty good. Your yeah, sauce good. will mix with ours and we will make a good goulash, baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's good.
1: Inward singing, Fun, funny a, another a, a funny skit.
3: Yeah, another interstitial. Yeah, where he's like breathing in and singing and then breathing out and singing and I guess Kyle points out that there's a little break there's a little break and then he freaks out and calls him at one point a fucking cock ass which is pretty good you
1: fucking dick (laughs) it just sets us up for the next song because like I said a lot of these are from plot lines that are not here so they set it up so there would be which is very intelligent Kyle quit the band
3: yeah track 10 what we going to do with
2: all the cash. Smoke cash and then we thrash. We throw a big old bash y'all. And everyone is invited to the bash. And everyone
1: you want to bother to the bass. That's a very funny episode if if you do get around to watching it. And uh you know, I had to look up Kato and Nash. I didn't realize that that was the Green Hornet. I know.
3: T- yeah, I know Tango and Cash. Right, Cato played by uh,
1: Bruce Lee. Oh wow, I didn't know that either.
3: It's a good one. It's sort of a mockery of band breakups and just yeah, this is really funny. It's fairly straightforward, and I hadn't seen the episode you're talking about of the show, but even though I didn't see it, I still kind of like was able to follow what. were going for in terms of like okay we're gonna set this up it's almost like they're weaving you're telling you stories with the tracks it works and that acoustic rock like solo tear that i guess is kyle on this song. he's so good really good he's so good at the guitar it is really insane which brings us to track 11 the road now this might uh, would i be right in guessing that this scratches your thin Lizzie itch of course. my play my workout playlist which was only <laughs>
1: the boys are back in town <laughs> I need to, I need to I need to work out again
3: My second note here. I was thinking about your poor, poor thighs when listening
1: to this song. <laughs> for the, <first> time. <laughs> the road is fucking hot. Yeah, it is very much in that then Lizzie vein. It just deals with groupies and getting up late to have to rock and roll
3: and all that. It's funny. It's good stuff. I met a tasty baby in Michigan. We screwed two times. Then I left. That gives you a sense of kind of what they're going for. It's almost it's an ode to the idea of being on the road with a band. And it's one that I appreciated more on repeat listens. If anything, just for their versatility of style, they go from this honky rock thing and then shift on a dime into this Pearl Jam sort of slow rocker thing. And they do it without blinking and it works. And that's why it was funny. I wrote Pearl Jam in my notes here. And you mentioned Pearl Jam earlier in the call. So I I was picking up on these things that they were putting out there because they really, they pay tribute, you know, no pun intended to their heroes very transparently, but they, you know, have their own style and flair that they put on it too. The road is
1: a B-I-H, my friend, but it's the only fucking road I know. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Very, very, very funny. Brings us cock (laughs) push-ups
3: another skit
1: how many Um, do you have to do yeah (laughs) all i need one one. is all you need (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, it's it's a funny skit i don't even know what to say about it than you should probably just listen to that it's funny
1: that's the thing about this record which is why i'm kind of clipping along it's like just i don't even know like the album was made so quickly. All of these songs are in these HBO episodes. Just go watch it. The whole point of this is just make sure you go watch it because it's just good.
3: Yeah, the record's full of them. The record's full of these great moments, and leads us to the next track, which is Lee. And we, you know, we we've already talked a bit about that song.
1: Another from the episode, the fan, in which this guy is like a well-meaning guy just as like trying to be friends with them. And it's, it's just funny cause the D react in an egotistical way to somebody being a fan of them. I guess Jack loses a pick and he, he all he does is like, Hey, I found, I found your pick guy. You know, I, I, I have all your lyrics up on a website. I'm a big fan of you guys. If you want to hang out sometime and then like weirdo, what a fucking weirdo. And then they, <laughs> and then they think about him so much that they end up stalking Lee. <laughs>
3: Which, there, as two yeah. guys who host independently of this show podcasts dedicated to musicians, oh, yeah,
1: we're both Lee for sure. <laughs> <You're both>
3: Lee. <laughs> It'd be like if you found McCartney in your bushes or something,
1: and then he's calling you, and you're like, Please leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to hear the Let It Be story again, Paul. Uh, well, oh, you know,
3: I was thinking, uh, lucky, I saw my mother marry, you know, mother, she came to me, Marian, yeah. and I thought, <laughs> Oh. She was plunkety punking along, and...
1: <laughs> that's a little Dana Carvey in there. Yeah,
3: friendship test.
1: You barely passed. What I got? F
3: plus. F plus. That's I pulled that too.
1: <laughs> Click, they had That one where I, where I heard that, I was like, oh boy, that is. I a lot of what I say all uh, all the time is based on <laughs> some of these sketches. Yeah, and, and you forget because it just goes in your subconscious. It just just dips in there but yeah that leads us to friendship pretty good song i i feel like you may like this song i know you mentioned it
3: one of my favorite songs just in general i love this song Because, again, the the jokes are there, but they don't overpower it. And I think that that's where the listenability for me comes in on the record, Was I am more attracted to their sincerity with a sprinkle of the jokes. I agree. As opposed to all joke and a sprinkle of sincerity. I think I prefer the ones that are just a little bit more like regular songs, you know, with, with their flavor. And this one definitely has that on there. Just... Just a beautiful song. I mean, there's that middle eight, the chorus, the verses. It's all beautiful and very true. Friendship is rare. It is rare, <laughs> and I, and it, it got me thinking about our relationship.
1: Not to get too sentimental for everybody, but like I sometimes think about how we met because of podcasting, it and is. and we worked in buildings that were a sh- it was a, like a block or two away from each other in Burbank, but. We would have never would have met met if we didn't decide to just put it out there. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I really value Paul for that. So I'm saying that live on air or
3: I value you, Ryan. Oh, thanks. Wonderful. Thanks, Paul. I'm happy my wife got that flat tire that one time. And (laughs) I saw Paul Sally before I left to go help her in Valencia post about your talking about return to Pepperland and. I still think about that car trip to this day. I was like, oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a pivotal car trip for me right there. It's wild. I still can't believe that's the one that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindiana, man. <laughs> I remember, like, think I, I remember ready to, you know, because whenever you hear people talk about the Beatles, I'm always ready to jump down their throats about it, like, you're talking about it wrong or something. Mm. But when you guys are talking about it, and the fact that you guys like loved songs like "What well, Atlantic Ocean" and stuff, and I was like, "I love Atlantic Ocean too." <laughs> <laughs> they love the things that I this love. This guy's
1: swerving all over the road.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I felt the rhythm. Anyway, uh, friendship, awesome song. It's
1: say a uh, prayer for yeah. me because it's rare to be in tenacious D. <laughs> friends are friends to the bitter end.
3: Long as there's a record,
1: we'll always be, be friends. friends. Yeah. As long as there's a record deal, yeah, that we'll is. always
3: be friends, yeah.
1: Unbelievable. Great. So then what's so The schnitzel sketch is just about, again, another setup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how he eats a snitch, uh, schnitzel. And then right. so this so song, Karate, that's track 17, another, some of these songs are minute long, folks, where... Yeah there's a fight they have in an episode called Angel in Disguise and there's some girl i forget that Flarna i believe is her name jack meets a girl named Flarna who works in the tattoo shop but Flarna confesses her love for Kyle and then Kyle Flarna like wears these like those wooden clog shoes yeah and so <laughs> and so he ends up okay, Kyle's wearing these shoes I don't know. You see the episode. But yeah, it's pretty quick little song.
3: I like the fact that I didn't see the show because when you're listening to these songs without any idea of the episodes they're based on, yeah. it makes the band feel like it's got this big lore that you don't know about and that they've had all of these adventures and that's kind of the point, you know? Yeah. So... I enjoyed, again, a song like this, which is fairly plot-specific to an episode. I mean, like, there's a verse where he, he's like, Kyle betrayed me, then he lied, tried to hide, and I died deep inside, and you know the reason why. I didn't know why any of that was happening, but it felt like this band had this mythology, and, it, you know, again, speaking to the sincere nature of it, it was like, oh, yeah, they're, that's that's kind of what you want with a rock band. You want a big mythology.
1: I agree, yeah. it's. I think that is why... They felt like they were established without being established right away.
3: That's that's an interesting point,
1: huh? That's a that's a. You got me thinking there,
3: Paul. Ooh, I love that. I love when I get the old when get the old noodle juicing. Tatian is it Tiananmen?
1: Tiananmen Square?
3: Yeah, Tiananmen Square, yeah. No, Kick your ass <laughs> from here to Tiananmen
1: Square. Ah, I like that little line. <laughs> that was good. So I guess that takes us to rock your socks, track eighteen.
2: Six six six.
3: love this one
1: a little a little bit of bach in the e minor there's some suite of of his where it's also they also read they use this in that song classico which is another so that is bach that it rocks it's a rock da, 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 that he learned a, in ro- the school.
3: Yeah. a rock a rock block of bach that's it i think he says yeah it's good. I did have to look up what a Cleveland steamer is. <laughs> it's when you take a dump on somebody's chest.
1: Yeah, and you kind of rock back and forth. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, the whole this whole song is it's definitely a later in the album song. It's their whole shtick, but almost dialed up to a what would you call that? Um, spinal tap. Exactly. 11. You yeah, you nailed it.
3: Yeah, you nailed it. Here's what I love about this song it's a comedy we know that but the love there is so real and the dedication to the song craft albeit about crazy shit it's just there's a such a commitment to it their whole bodies and souls are in these songs and this is this is one that really does that I I, I wind up liking this one a lot on the uh, uh, on the record overall I
1: could listen to that sp- uh, prophetizing he does in the middle of the song yeah it's good stuff. Are you willing to make the commitment to rock hard, tasty abs, washboard style?
3: It's <laughs> a good one.
1: So then yeah, Trek 19 is my favorite comedy on the record, the drive through
3: A junior Eastern Bacon Cheese.
1: <laughs> take take a Coca-Cola and just go half Coke, half diet Coke. Yeah. Because I'm trying to lose some of the weight, you see. A small seasoned curly? Small season curlies <laughs> fuck my ass what else all right Cherry's jubilee and that's a that one really for me was the one where i was like this just sounds like me this sounds like me now yeah this is how i am this
3: is embarrassing this is a good one really good one
1: which leads us to double team a little song about the um very idyllic Image a threesome with Jack and Kyle coming out the side hatch.
2: (laughs) Damn. A hard day's rocking. Better slip off my shoes. Gonna give a little stretch and a bend. Dip my toe to the jacuzzi, baby. Slip out this book. The buttress of Windsor. Ho, oh, ho, ho, who's this? How's it going? That's the first the instrumentation
3: on this say, song, the acoustic guitar, the funk thing that goes on at the end there. These guys are really playing the shit out of this thing. And then that's the undercurrent. And then the funny stuff is sort of on top, you know, with that, the, with them like trying to double team somebody. I mean, that's good. I, I like this song. They got those 60s style hand claps in there. Mm hmm. We don't mind sucking on toes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Good luck finding a boyfriend that does that.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say about this one. Other yeah, than I, it's a funny little I enjoy song. It.
1: Hail Satan yeah. at the end. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. And then the last track, I mean, there's some more content in the, the song, City Hall. I, I believe, I believe, which is just a callback to the first sketch, I right. believe. And then that little Malibu Night song at the end, which is really funny, but... the whole little album unto itself
3: so I did a little bit of research on this one and found that they used to use this song as a show closer during live performance but then they pulled it after the September 11th after 9-11 yeah and I guess they added it to the back to the set in the the coming years I guess because they I don't know why they pulled it everybody was super paranoid about everything at that time I remember that list that went around all these songs Oh, they remember they pulled the Spider-Man trailer because it had the had the, tor- uh, him the towers, the web yeah, between the towers. But this is another one that gave me Big Sticks energy too, and th- actually this is the one that made me look it up. And then I found out that um, there was a show at the Staples Center in 2003 where Tommy Shaw from Styx and Tenacious D played together, which started to oh, okay, that reinforces my feeling that they must have been connected in some way. And I guess Styx did release an album around that time, their 14th studio album, Cyclorama. I had no idea they were releasing albums up until 2003, which is fucking wild to me. But I guess that's why Tenacious D joined them on the stage. They were out there promoting Cyclorama. Which
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. Amazing.
3: Anyway, yeah. So uh, it's a great song. The I guess it's about the legalization of cannabis to a certain degree in places, uh, kind of a rock opera about all different kinds of stuff. But yeah, it's a good it's a good closer.
1: Long live me. I'm sorry I poisoned your wine for the good of the land. <laughs> <laughs> I poisoned yours as well. <laughs> good. Everyone is rock'em, sock'em robots.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Very, very funny. And then, yeah, I guess right at the end, you have that funny little Malibu Nights, Malibu Day. They should have turned that into a, a full production, but I understand why they didn't.
3: Yeah, it could have been a B-side.
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, let's just walk into a little... We're kind of running out of time here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly do a little press corner. Press,
3: press, press, press. Oh, no, we have one for that. Uh,
1: reception. Excuse me. We're going to do a little Reception. Quickly,
3: gentlemen!
0: You've just recorded your first number one.
1: Wow! An award statue. Oh, it's a Grammy. Outside of the fact that they did tour the album, it was a pretty big tour. They covered the Queen's "Flash," the Beatles' "You Never Give Me Your Money." yeah you mentioned the thing about City hall. Uh, this this album came out to pretty good reviews. Metacritic gives still it sits at eighty five out of a hundred. All music we got a four point five out of five. Entertainment Weekly gave it an A. Rolling Stone even gave it three and a half for a comedy record, which is pretty insane. Yes, and yeah, people say it's not you know, Entertainment Weekly said it was hilarious, not a mere comedy record. All music. it rocks so damn hard. But it reflects in the lack of um, some of the songs from the HBO episodes we touched on, Jesus Ranch. And there's a couple others. Uh, AV Club says that you know Kyle and Black manage an odd simultaneous fusion of stupid and clever, which is w- <laughs> which is what I wish I. I that's that's my yeah. golden standard for things. Yeah, and then yeah, I there's there's that. a ton of other press you can you can check out. But yeah, it was well-received platinum album in the united states really fun
3: amazing well thank you ryan for bringing this one i also brought a comedy record to this season we haven't done it yet but i have one on there because you inspired me Uh with this album to add one so i like that we're diversifying a little bit in the genre here i mean heidecker i guess was like a step in the comedy direction but
1: well thank you very much and Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sean Brady. Maybe we'll see and hear from him again. Maybe.
3: Let's do it. Let's bring Uncle Sean back in here. Woo. Enjoy every sandwich, folks. Enjoy every sandwich. See you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Do you have an opinion about the album we discussed today? Contact us at, at now hear this Podcast on Instagram, at now hear this Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash this podcast or email us at nowhearthisofficial at gmail.com.
3: See you next time. Yeah, let's 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 get it going. I, I just hit record. Check, check,
1: check, 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 check. Okay, I'm good. I got signal. Mm, check. Ooh, my gain. Mmm
3: I can taste it. Ooh. Taste that game. Well, hey, Ryan. Hey, Paul. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm here to tell the listeners that if they'd like to contribute mm. to help keeping these Now Hear This episodes coming, well, they can donate featuring the wonderful new donation technology that Acast has developed for us.
1: That's right, Acast has helped us out they host the
3: show yeah our hosts Acast, have made it really easy to donate to the show they have an Acast supporter feature and there's a link in the show description that you can follow to kick a couple bucks for the show it
1: can be five bucks a hundred bucks less than a dollar we don't
3: care yeah just something to keep the lights on
1: it's all out of pocket and we do this
3: out of love and that's it and we love you all for listening thank you very much for doing that
1: couldn't said it better myself Okay.
3: All right. Well, bye then.
1: Unbelievable.
3: Well, hey, Ryan. Hey, Paul. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm here to tell the listeners that if they'd like to contribute Mm. to help keeping these Now Hear This episodes coming, well, they can donate featuring the wonderful new donation technology that Acast has developed for us. That's right, Acast has helped us out. They host the show. Yeah, our hosts, Acast, have made it really easy to donate to the show. They have an Acast supporter feature, and there's a link in the show description that you can follow to kick a couple bucks for the show.
1: It can be five bucks, a hundred bucks, less than a dollar. We don't care.
3: Yeah, just something to keep the lights on.
1: It's all out of pocket, and we do this out of love, and
3: that's it. And we love you all for listening. Thank you very much for doing that. Couldn't
1: said it better myself.
3: (laughs) It's okay. All right. Well, bye then.